Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe P. Zafia, and today we're going to take a look at the early running back ranks and tiers. That's right. We're going 30 deep on the running backs. We're going to take a look at the Fantasy Pros expert consensus rankings and then how our experts here, the one and only Derek Brown, D-Bro, the King of Bros, Andrew Erickson, Mr. Big Pot Energy, where they differ from the ECR, where they differ from each other. And I can tell you, this is going to be a hot show. Because I love Derek Brown. I love his beard. I love his hat. I love everything about him. I hate his running back ranks. And oh, now he's forcing me to go on to Team Erickson's side, which is really upsetting to me in the first place. Just that notion. So this is going to be a hot show. You're going to want to watch this one. I'm telling you, you're going to want to watch on our YouTube channel, especially because you're going to see where these tiers are. And that visual always helps. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, Fantasy Pros over on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy pros and click that bell till that goes ding for notifications. Gentlemen, let's kick it off here with the elite tier on the ECR. There's only four names on that S tier, that top of the top grouping. Christian McCaffrey up at the top, Austin Eckler and half PPR at two, Jonathan Taylor at three, Saquon Barkley at four. Obviously, I'm already annoyed because B. John Robinson isn't in that ECR tier yet. And I want to emphasize yet. Now, looking at this group, it's not that different from what the boys have. As you can see on the S tier, you've got your usual suspects here. But I want to start with you, Derek Brown, because you're putting Tony Pollard all the way at the top of the pops here. Yeah, I'm right. And we got to talk about this because he is your number one RB or am I having a stroke? Nope, you're not having a stroke. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of I'm happy and delighted that we that Joey Pete proved to me that he can read it, man. I'm, I'm uh, super happy about this. So I've been taking lessons. I've been taking extra schooling, tutoring <laughs> after the shows. Oh, man. I'm hooked um, on phonics and, and I'm, I, I'm hooked on why you have Tony Pollard, who I love and I loved last year. How is he the RB one? Is, is this just a troll me? Like, what are you doing here? No, man. Tony Pollard is the truth. How could anybody not sit here and love Tony Pollard? We want a path to elite upside via rushing and receiving. How does Tony Pollard not have that, man? Like last year, RB8 in fantasy points per game. This is while he only had a 50% snap share and he didn't even get 50% of the opportunities in this backfield. And he was a top 10 back. Now you're telling me this year, right now, he's got competition from Ronald Jones. Ew, hell no. Malik Davis, no. Um, Rico Dowdle, who I love in Dynasty, but no. 
who the hell is he going to fight with for touches? And don't come at me with, oh, they might they might re-sign Ezekiel Elliott. Right now, when we are recording this show, Ezekiel Elliott is not on this depth chart. Okay, what if he is? What if that happens? Then what happens to Tony Pollard in your ranks? Because he is RB8 right now on Fantasy Pros in the rankings. Again, if you want to see it, fantasypros.com slash rankings. That's where you can look along here. So if that does happen and Zeke comes back on a cushy mm-hmm. little small deal, where does Tony Pollard end up? Top five. He's not dropping out outside of my top five. Okay, well, that's fair. Ahead of consensus on him. And the other part about this is I feel like we're having a revisiting of you. Go back in time with me, guys. (laughs) Wasn't there a time when we were like, man, you know, I don't know if Austin Eckler gets enough work, man. You know, I don't know if Austin Eckler gets the red zone carries, the goal line carries. I feel like we're dealing with a lot of the same things with Tony Pollard. Like we haven't seen him own a backfield. Oh, Zeke is still a free agent because well, Zeke sucks. Tony Pollard last year was top 15 in red zone touchdown conversion rate. He was good when they gave him red zone opportunities. Now we're saying he's going to get a bump in work. How much is to be determined, but we've already got a sample that says that this dude is elite regardless of whatever metric you pull up for him. All right. All right. Look, look, he is eight Erickson. You've got him at 10 Tony Pollard. So you're on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, and look, this is a guy that I drafted everywhere last year because the price was just in- impeccable. It was such a good return on investment. You could see where that worm was going to turn in this backfield. Now you've been very patient here, waiting your time, Erickson. Talk to me about Tony Pollard on the other end of the spectrum. Cause obviously you see something that Derek Brown doesn't nor the UCR. Well, it goes to the fact that he never been a featured back. Like that's, he's never had 200 carries in a season. So you're going to rank guy RB1 then you don't think he can get 200 carries? Like, that's the thing with me. With I never said that. that. From an efficiency standpoint, yeah, he's going to be efficient like he's always been. But at the same time, okay, if he's going to get more volume, do you think his efficiency is going to stay the same? Those things don't necessarily correlate. When you get more volume, your efficiency usually goes down. There's a reason why Pollard's been super efficient because he's had limited touches. It's a lot easier to be good on a per-touch basis when you're not touching the ball 300 times. That's a good point. Not- you're not being subjected to the in-between-the-tackles types of running that Zico Elliott was getting. Tony Pollard is getting the runs into space, the pass out of the backfield. Like, it was advantageous of him in the role that he was playing. And, I mean, Debra, do you really think they're not going to add another running back? Like, they are. Possible. Well, yeah. the fact that the, well, the running matter. backs that you listed that are uh, that are alive in Dallas right now scream to me that they're going to add somebody else. I think I, I think, think it's all possible. The other the other side of this is we don't know how much they like Malik Davis. We've seen backfields like think think about the Chargers last year. It's like okay, they're going to go into Week One with Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller behind Austin Eckler. We all said, oh, you know, that's not that mm-hmm. great. Well, Dallas has had these guys on the roster. I'm not going to rule out that Jerry and Mike McCarthy like Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle more than we do. All right. Well, look, look, I, I, I am. I'm excited about Tony Pollard, but I don't think anyone is excited about Tony Pollard the way Derek Brown is excited about Tony Pollard. Now, I'm like excited Dallas. about Bijan Robinson. And thank goodness, Erickson, the level headed person that you are today has him ranked at number two overall. That is acceptable to me. I know not everybody want to put him one. I want to put him one, but Erickson, you've got him up at two. The ECR doesn't have him in the top five in that S rank. So why is he elite for you? I just can't find a lot of holes to poke in his game. You know, when I rank running backs, a lot of the time I'm not necessarily looking for, okay, he's my number one running back. He has the highest chance of finishing number one overall. There is some credence to being looking at a player and saying, 
this guy has the highest probability of finishing top five, which is why I have him ranked second or finishing mm-hmm. inside the top three. Because if you look back at one of these most, one of the best running backs of fantasy was Adrian Peterson. He like almost never finishes RB1, but he was ranked as RB1 every year because he was always going to finish as a top three running back if he stayed healthy. But for some reason, there was always another running back that would always finish just ahead of him. Now that could be the case with Bijan. You know, he may not finish as the RB1 overall. He probably won't. But I, I just feel so good about I don't think his he talent, probably won't. his role. I mean, I, I just don't think he's going to catch enough passes to, to put him as the RB1. I, I think you're going to be surprised how many he catches. Whenever you have a, a quarterback that you're concerned with, the check down Charlie all of a sudden starts to show up there. And I would be shocked if, if he underperformed there to a lot of the expectations. I really do. Um, and I've said this now numerous times. If you go back and look at Saquon's rookie season, he was RB2. He was only behind Todd Gurley in his 5 million touchdowns. If you look at Zeke's rookie season, he was RB2 overall in fantasy. There's no reason to And people say, well, the Falcons are a terrible offense. The Giants the year that Saquon Barkley was a rookie, they won five games. Don't tell me about how bad that Giant team was because they were terrible. But, but Joe, but Joe Eli Manning was tossing passes. They well, he's a Hall head, of right? Famer, like, so that goes without saying. All right, let's get to another guy here who that you have – Debro in your S tier, your super elite grouping here is Brees Hall. Now, I understand why, because he showed you that he can be that guy. But considering the ACL injury here, and considering now that you do have a team that's probably going to want to throw the ball significantly more than they have in the last few years because they have an actual quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, how does this all affect Brees Hall? And do you think this Brees Hall ranking is just a little too high? I don't think it's too high in the sense that I want people above consensus on Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a low-end RB1 for a lot of different people. If you're doing early best ball drafts and early redraft, I want you above consensus on Brees. Because everything that, for people that are smarter about injuries than I am, have said that at right now, they're not concerned about Brees. Simple tear of his ACL versus what Javante ha- what happened to Javante or J.K. Dobbins. So right now I'm projecting that Brees is going to be ready to roll week one. Maybe he splits a little bit of the work, but he takes over the backfield within the first month of the season, man. And what we saw at a Brees Hall last year, you can't point to any metric on the ground that he was not top three in. And now we actually get competent quarterback play and we could say whatever we want about it, about the level of said quarterback play from Aaron Rodgers. But what is going to happen in that backfield and this offense is, is we're not going to get stacked boxes now. Brees Hall, when he was on the field last year, saw the sixth highest average number of defenders in the box. You look at Aaron Jones, what he's had to face over the last few years with Aaron Rodgers under center, 54th, 47th, 39th. So now we're telling me, now we're talking about Brees Hall, top three efficiency running back in the NFL last year. The health is not a concern. The offensive line can play better because they played terrible last year. I think they have nowhere to go but up. Aaron Rodgers is in town, so lighter boxes. Yeah, that's a bet I want to make. Okay, that is a good argument. That is a cogent, very solid argument. It's nice to see you again, Derek. I, I have don't my know moments. where you were during the Tony Pollard segment, but it's nice that you're back. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, this other take here on the other end here because uh, nobody was higher on Brees Hall last year than Andrew Erickson. To your credit, Andrew, you crushed this one. You were all over Brees Hall. You have him as the first guy in your A tier. Interestingly enough, if you go on the ECR, the A tier is Bijan at number five overall, then Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry. All guys coming off, you know, either good seasons with Pollard and Josh Jacobs or guys with high expectations or track record like Derrick Henry. 
You got to go all the way to number 11 at Brees Hall. Uh, he is in the B tier in terms of where the ECR has him. Ramondre's at 10, Brees is at 11. So you are a little bit closer to where the ECR is, but I know you love Brees Hall. So Andrew, do you think that as time goes by, you're going to end up moving him up closer to where Derek has him? Well, the only reason I don't have him in the S tier is because of the injury. You know, I'm trying to stay consistent. That's like why I had, didn't have Cooper Cup in my mm-hmm. uh, S tier wide receivers because of the injury concerns with him coming off an injury and Matthew Stafford. Right. So I was trying to be consistent with, look, Brees Hall, like if we get more information, if I learn more about his injury and I can see him play during the pre or, or whatever, if I can get more confirmation about his current health in real time, then yeah, he's going to move into the S tier. Cause I think from a talent standpoint, he's going to be in there. Like I, I struggled trying to rank him, but looking back at what I did with wide receivers, I was trying to stay consistent. So that's why I put him at the top of the A tier. Again, I still want to be over consensus on Brees Hall. I mean, you can draft him in some of these best ball drafts in the fourth round as your RB1. And to think you can draft two stud receivers and then draft Brees Hall as your hero running back, if he's healthy, your team is going to dominate in with that particular build. So, yes, you want to continue to, to draft Brees Hall. Yeah. And look, right now, some of these early ADPs you got going on in some of these places, like in the FFPC Fantasy Bros Championship, you know, Brees Hall, you're getting some value on still. The later you draft in that, the the better chance you are going to miss out on that value. So if you're going to, I strongly suggest that you get on that earlier than later and you head over to fantasypros.com slash championship because that's the place to be uh, and use that promo code fantasypros when you go ahead and sign up. And if you draft early, like I'm talking about, to get these values on some of these guys like Brees Hall and maybe Bijan too, Uh, You get an extra $35 early bird credit if you sign up by June 1 and you draft by June 15th. So, again, million-dollar first prize. And we're also giving away a bunch of Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros, premium subs. So go get on that. Go get on that early value. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Chubb is at seven overall. And I got to talk, because this is another player that, you know, big differences in terms of what everybody thinks of them here at this table. So the ECR is at seven. They have him in the A tier. If you look at uh, the rankings for Andrew Erickson, you have him as the number three RB overall. And you can argue he is the best pure running back in the NFL right now. Like I'll listen to that argument for sure. And ironically, when you've got him, Derek, you've got Nick Chubb all the way in the A tier. So it's kind of all over the place between the, the two of you and the expert consensus. Andrew, talk about the very high ranking of Nick Chubb. Is it just a simple fact of, hey, you're buying into this Browns offense year over year being much improved, and all of a sudden you put uh, Deshaun Watson top five rebound season in there, and Nick Chubb all of a sudden becomes a huge beneficiary of it? I mean, it's a combination of the upside. I think that Nick Chubb has this year that he hasn't had in past years when you look at, okay, we can finally see him locked more as a receiver out of the backfield. Kareem Hunt is not there mm -hmm. on the team. They have Jerome Ford there. He's not an established backup. He hasn't done anything at the NFL level that would suggest, oh, well, he's going to take on Kareem Hunt's role. Not necessarily the case. I mean, Nick Chubb had the quietest 1,500 rushing yard season last year that <laughs> every, no one seems to care every about. Year. Every year, um, nobody seems to care about Nick Chubb. He's rushed for five yards per carry while also averaging like 200 plus carries every single season. So I, I'm just trying to poke holes. Where's Nick Chubb? Like, where's his flaw? Like, how does he fail? Last year, he was RB6 with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. It was only until Deshaun Watson came back that Nick Chubb starts to struggle on the ground. I think Deshaun Watson's going to bounce back. I think with Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a top 10 offense. And what does that mean? Touchdown opportunities. Nick Chubb could score 15 touchdowns, rush for 1,500 yards, and have a career high in receptions and targets. So that's why he's a top three running back for me, because even if he doesn't do all those things, oh no, he finished as RB8. What a horrible pick. But now you have this <laughs> untapped potential of upside that he's never had in a lot of these past seasons. So I think what? that Nick Chubb is like the perfect pick. I just don't see where you pick him like, oh, I drafted Nick Chubb in the second round. It was a horrible pick. It was a disaster. Oh, I love him in the second round. If you give me Chubb in the second round, forget it. Uh, mm -hmm. and I'm the president of the Chubb Club. Everybody knows that at Fantasy Pros, that <laughs> I am the first president of the Chubb Club. <laughs> president, I wear your T-shirt. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> they told me I can't wear it on air. I don't know why. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, Derek Brown, to use your logic against you, which you know is my favorite thing to do, uh, Nick Chubb behind him, we've got Jerome Ford. We've got uh, Demetric Felton. We've got uh, John Kelly. So why are you sour on Nick Chubb? Because ain't nobody around that I'm worried about. How am I sour on him? He's he's RB eleven. He's RB eleven. You're not gonna yeah, get him at RB eleven. You're not exactly. In a lot of different drafts, I have no problem with going with Nick Chubb as like a hero RB if you go wide mm -hmm. receivers and he falls down the board a little bit. The other thing about it is I don't know if he's as locked into being where he's been in previous seasons from an ADP standpoint, because not everybody's as high on Deshaun Watson bouncing back, including myself as Erickson is. So I think yeah. that some of that considering, because the lasting taste that we had in our mouth from this Cleveland Browns offense last year was, Oh, good Lord. Deshaun Watson sucks. Nick Chubb was rattling off hundred yard games. And then Deshaun Watson came back and they were all go poof. They were out the window. And, I'm not far off of where Nick Chubb. Yes, he was RB six last year. He's been RB 10 in two of the last four years. So me putting him at RB 11 is not throwing shade at Nick Chubb, but we haven't seen a massive pass game role for Nick Chubb ever. I'm not going to rule out that Jerome Ford is not going to factor into that backfield. I mean, Kareem Hunt as bad as he was last year. And he was really bad. He still had a role <laughs> in his backfield. So 
if Jerome Ford is better than Kareem Hunt, and I don't think that takes a lot of like mental hurdles to sit here and get to that point <laughs> this year, then if if the Browns are saying, we look, we do not want Nick Chubb getting more than that 300 carries because he got 300 freaking carries last year. Is he going to get more than that? Is he going to go Derrick Henry? I don't think so. I think this team does not want to run him into the ground. Him eclipsing that type of workload or getting a higher pass game workload, those are things that I just feel like it's we're splitting hairs and it really is 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 trying to thread the needle to expect those things to happen. So you're not going to uh, draft Nick Chubb because of Drum Ford. I never said I wasn't going to draft Nick Chubb. But you're not going to get him in RB11. Like, that's the thing. I just laid the case out, Erickson. People are not yeah, all I, I in heard on the Browns offense of like you Ford. are. People yeah, okay, are how, not how all in on one. How good has the Browns offense not. been the entire time Nick Chubb has been there? How good has the Browns okay. offense ever been? How not is good. the offense when Deshaun Watson, their current quarterback, is? It doesn't how was it then? Nick, Nick Chubb showed, has shown us that he is QB proof, that he's going to be a top 10 running back no matter what. But now you have the opportunity with Deshaun Watson, if he returns to elite status, Nick Chubb can be a top three running back. Top top three? Top three with no pass catching? What do you mean? What do you mean no that. pass catching? How, how many take. more? Hold on. Wait, 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 guys. Mm-mm-mm. Hot take here. I think the perfect place is where the ECR has him at seven. Because I think that splits the difference of all of your potential upside, Erickson, that you're laying out there, which I'm trying to buy into and I'm slowly getting there. And then all of the realizations that Derek Brown is throwing some cold water on, like, you know, what what if it looks a lot like it did in December for the Cleveland Browns offense? That would certainly be a huge bummer. But this is a good conversation. A lot of other running backs to get to, including Ramondre Stevenson, who you are very high on, Derek Brown. You have him as the RB3. Damn Again, right. I don't think anybody could love Brees Hall and Ramondre Stevenson more than Andrew Erickson. Yet here we sit. I don't know if you've done too many shows together last year. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> talk about, I understand the Patriots are going to be a run first offense. So is this your, is this your feeling that Bill O'Brien gets this offense back to being at least respectable? Because from a scoring standpoint, they certainly weren't. And I think we can all understand that if you go back historically and look at Bill O'Brien, not listen, but look at what he did on the field. He goes with certain running backs and that's the guy. So I don't want to hear about this. Yeah, we're going to, we like all of our running backs nonsense. Cause I've heard that story, but the data does not prove that out at all. Exactly. All we hear is narrative street. Well, Bill has never done this with running backs. Blah, 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 blah. What did he do with Ramondre last year? He used him as an every down workhorse in a bad, horrible, terrible offense. He was featured. What do we have this year? This offense is going to be better than it was last year. I don't think that 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 should not be earth-shattering news. Two defensive-minded coaches that are total morons trying to run an offense versus Bill O'Brien running an offense is not a huge intuitive leap that, oh, look at that. Holy crap. They're going to be better. Bill O'Brien has loved using one running back throughout his tenure. In Houston, you can go back to Lamar Miller days. You can go Mm -hmm. look at Carlos Hyde. Every single freaking time, the last five years I went back, every one of his running backs have gotten at least a 60% opportunity share. Some of those guys have gotten up to 73% if they can work in the passing game. So you're telling me that Bill O'Brien is going to probably at his floor give Ramondre Stevenson, who over the last two years has been one of the most efficient running backs through the air and on the ground, And he's going to get that type of opportunity in a better offense with still, even if you take Mac Jones out of the equation, you put Bailey Zappi under center. 
Neither one of those dudes can run. They're going to check the ball down. And what is the great pass catcher that we're talking about? It's going to steal targets away from Ramondre. Who's that? Devontae Parker? Tyquan Thornton? These are your heroes? Hell Keyshawn no, Booty. Oh, booty. good lord. Booty. All right. Yeah, like, he Harrison, is in booty. Now you've got him in your S tier still. So I don't want to, you know, let's not belabor Ramondre Stevenson on, love. Baby. I just wanted to elaborate and expand upon the infatuation of Ramondre Stevenson and Derek Brown together. What's interesting enough is that he is in the B tier uh, to start. So he's not even, you guys have have him as S's. You've got him all the way up near the top D bro. And then when you look at the B tier over on the fantasy bros, ECR, you got Ramondre at 10, Brees Hall at 11, who we already talked about, Travis ATN, Najee Harris at 13, Ken Walker at 14, Aaron Jones at 15. This is an interesting spot because we already have basically highlighted two guys in Stevenson in the hall that we think are going to well outperform this ADP. And then there's some other ones like Travis Etienne, who I think are a little bit more, uh, I would say, you know, the dividing line is much deeper on because Debro, you've got him as a B tier as basically an RB two, whereas Erickson, you've still got him closer to where ECR is as an A tier guy. So Erickson, let's talk about Etienne, who has dealt with some injuries. Obviously the first year was a bust. Last year looked much better, but last year was really his rookie season. And we saw the Jags make enormous improvements year over year. So are you just buying into the overall improvements of this offense to carry and hold? And you saw enough last year with ATN where you think there's even more room to grow. Yeah. I mean, when you look at what ETN did basically in his pseudo rookie season, I mean, his numbers look exactly like Jonathan Taylor from Jonathan Taylor's first two years in the NFL. And I think that what's getting, what people are overlooking with ETN, at least the way I view it is they're, just disappointed because, oh, he didn't catch enough passes. Like, why was he used more in the passing game? And I've been harping on this point so on, often on a lot of these shows when I talk about Travis Etienne, which is because you don't, you don't, you know, coordinate running back targets when all your skill players are healthy. Why do you think Austin Eckler caught so many passes last year? Because all the receivers were hurt. Why did Ramondre Stevenson catch so many passes last year? Because all the receivers were hurt or sucked. Like, when, when all of the Jacksonville Jaguars receivers and tight ends are all healthy, the offensive coordinator is not going to scheme up plays for Trevor Lawrence to dump the ball off the Travis Etienne. That doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that? You have Kirk, you have Evan Ingram, you have Zay Jones. Like, those are going to create more expected points on a per-pass basis. So that's where the ball is going to go. So with Etienne, everyone was disappointed by his pass game role when the fact that they're overlooked at, oh, he was like top five in most running back efficiency metrics. He rushed the ball over 200 times. He was a workhorse once they traded away James Robinson. And it's like, oh, mm, RB12. What? He's on an ascending offense and he is massively overdue for touchdown regression. There are so many plays you can, in, in my mind, like replays where ETN dropped the ball at the one yard line or he gets stuffed at the one yard line. It's like if he converts some of those touchdowns, we're looking at him way differently. And I want to be part of an offense that people are buying. It seems like everyone wants a piece of the Jags except Travis Etienne. And I'm like, if he's the workhorse, then why are we not liking him more? So well, he's not going to get more targets for the receivers, but Calvin Ridley now in town. Well, so no, Debra, you, know, you, don't necessarily, you don't necessarily know that it's, it's one guy. Oh, well, is, I, is, think is I, Calvin, I think I do know yeah, that. No, but is Calvin Ridley yeah. taking away targets from Zay Jones? They're not operating the yeah. same area of the field. Yes. What I'm looking at, what <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at specifically is look at Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram has been a guy that's been hurt all the time. Where do tight ends operate on the field at the intermediate yeah. short level? That's, that's the fair. overlap. And Evan Ingram stayed healthy all of last year. Like, do you think he that's going to happen again? If it doesn't happen again, ETN is going to catch more passes. 
because Evan Ingram's not on the field of vacuum okay. up short targets. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, argument for, so let's go to the other side, Derek Brown, who does not seem to like Travis Etienne in his rankings. So why Debro? Why? It's the same situation as Kenneth Walker. They, they drafted a guy in the third round. No, no. Tank Bigsby is different from Zach Charbonnet. Third round or second round is not the same thing. Mm, I agree. And I don't think Tank Bigsby is anything close to yeah, the so running back. No, yeah, you can't. That, okay. That's not the same thing. It's not the same draft. Guy. I, don't, I, don't, I think Debro knows that in his heart of hearts. Okay. So we're going to shape a Charbonnet uh, guy. I've done enough draft shows with you, Debro, to know you're a Charbonnet guy. Okay. So we're going to shade a guy <laughs> that was top 15 in, in yards of contact per attempt and PFF elusive rating over the last in two of the last three seasons, we're we're gonna shade that guy who just arrived in Jacksonville. He's a north south mm-hmm. runner, and Travis Etienne for everything that that Erickson is talking about touchdown regression. The other side of this is maybe Travis Etienne is just a bad goal line back. He was fifty seventh out of sixty five running backs in red zone touchdown conversion rate. You could talk. We could talk about that being unlucky. We could also talk about that being. Part of ETN's running style, he's not a hard runner. He's a runway back. He, re- he relies on speed. He's not a tackle breaker as he is so much an elusive back because of his speed to get around the edge and outrun people. So I think it's telling when Jacksonville brought back Jermichael Hasty, they had trust in him, and they signed Dearness Johnson, and they still felt the need to bring in a back like Tank Bigsby in the third round. He's going to factor into this backfield, and... I want to sit here and throw the flip side back to Erickson in the conversation and the argument you're making for ETN being a better pass catcher or getting more pass game work. What happens Erickson if Jacksonville stays healthy again? What happens I, if that help happens? It's, it's not and Travis ETN. It's not. Oh, okay. So hundred percent definitively not going to happen. They're all going to get hurt. Because right? they, were the, they were the healthiest team last year. Would you bet <laughs> if you had to make a bet? On oh yeah, the team that stayed healthy that is an excellent will also point. be the healthiest team again for two straight that years. Never, that that's not going to happen. The healthiest. It's going to regret. That never, that can get hurt. Repeats. Evan Ingram can get hurt. Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk can still mean less targets for ETN. You know what's fascinating too that you've got Tank Bigsby in your top fifty here. Oh, your top thirty rather. Excuse me. Uh, Erickson doesn't have him at all in his top thirty. Yeah, because so, he's not that great. And you know when D Rose talking about him being top no. fifteen, it's because he wasn't good enough to be in the top ten. That's why he says top fifteen. Oh, good lord! Come on! Oh lord! All right, let's no. go to the next one here. No. This is fun. This is the best time going to have all week. <laughs> I can tell you right now. This is great. I could do this for three hours. We won't, but I could. Oh, right, let's go I was to... like, we can't. No, no, no. That's that's for that's for Discord. That's when you join the Discord on the it. chat. And then when you join Fast Bros Discord, you get these conversations that's what's unfiltered. Professional transition. So that's that's right. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little about Cam Akers, another guy that is a big difference here in terms of where you guys have him, where the ECR has him. Because if you look in this next tier here, uh, where you start to drop down, so we did the S, we did the A, we did the B. So in the C tier right now on the ECR, you've got Dalvin Cook, you've got Jameer Gibbs at seventeen, which is. I think the three of us all agree that's a steal there. Like, that's crazy. That's not going to hold, again, early FFPC, Fantasy Pros Championship drafts. You better be drafting him if that's where he's going. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Joe Mixon, who we're going to talk about in a second, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Cam Akers, James Conner, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco. There's a lot of guys in this list that are different here with your rankings. Cam Akers is the first one because you continue to be very pro Cam Akers, D-Bro, Erickson, not so much. Erickson's got him in tier B. You've got him in tier A. Erickson, let's talk about Cam Akers here for a second. Let's let you be negative first and see if Debro can pull this out of the tailspin. So 
why are you negative on Cam Akers? When, if you do look at when he was given the touches and committed to, the performances were pretty good last year to close out the season. Well, where's Cam Akers in terms of ECR? Cam Akers in terms of ECR is RB22 in half PPR. I'm pretty sure that's where I have him ranked. Like in, the, I, I'm not, I'm not low on Cam Akers. I don't, you're not don't get me wrong. So you're just consensus. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. So Debro, you are much higher. Obviously, no, I'm actually, I'm higher on. I'm, I have Cam Akers at RB19 or RB19. Yeah. Okay. So, so you like him a little more than ACR, but no one can like him as much as Derek That's Brown. Fair. So Derek Brown, why do you like him so much? I mean, we saw that last year inside of a broken offense, he was an RB1. Like weeks 13 through 18, he was the RB6 in fantasy points per game. But it's not going to be a broken offense this year, theoretically, if they stay healthy. Exactly. It's not going to be a broken offense. So we're going to have a more efficient offense. We're going to have more scoring opportunities. And when Cam Akers was given this workhorse role, or actually, you know what, earned the workhorse role, weeks 13 through 18, he he had 72% or higher of the snaps only one time did he not do that. He averaged 19 touches per game and he got 100% of the carries inside the 10 yard line for the Rams. So when the Rams get inside the 10 and we're saying, okay, the the offense is going to be better than it was last year. Although last year in this same role, we saw acres perform as an RB one better offense. He gets all the goal line work. And yet people are like, yeah, but I've been burned by Cam Akers so much. Uh, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And But we like Cooper Cup. He's a definitive top five wide receiver. So we believe that he bounces back, but somehow the offense sucks bes- besides that. And it's just, it's it feels like people are cherry picking what they want to believe in. Well, in all fairness, there's a blueprint for that narrative. Because if you go back and look at the blueprint of that narrative when, you know, Cooper Cup was lighting it up and they went to the Super Bowl that year, it wasn't like that backfield was, you know, incredibly fruitful in fantasy. It wasn't. Well, it's probably good. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Daryl Henderson is terrible. Always it was Daryl Henderson. It was Malcolm Brown. And it yeah. was Cam Akers, who was also there. He was in that mix as well. So interesting conversation well, to Cam have. Cam was there. coming was- back from the Achilles. It was a totally different situation too. I understand, but you know, it's still one of those things. Uh, so when you have in this tier, Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon, what's so interesting is that uh, you've got them in the B tier. So Debro's got back-to-back Cook over Mixon. Erickson, you've got Mixon over Cook. So why Mixon over Cook for you, Erickson? Because I know Mixon's going to play on the Bengals and that's a good offense. And I think that they're both guys that you're kind of hoping they score double digit touchdowns. I don't think, I, I think we've seen the last of them being efficient running backs, like a running style. Like a lot of the guys I have in this tier, whether it goes from Rashad white, cam Akers, James Connor, Mixon, cook Pierce are guys that I view as RB twos that are volume based that I don't expect a lot of efficiency from. And it's really how, how far will the offense take them? Like how much volume can they handle? Like, and that's why they're all in the same tier for me. Cause I don't really think there's a big difference between a lot of them. Now I have them ranked in a certain order in preference, but, Ultimately, I either want to be avoiding all these RB2s anyway and just getting my studs early mm-hmm. on and then taking shots later in drafts or getting whichever one guy the market deems I hate this guy the most, like Josh Jacobs from <laughs> last year, and mm-hmm. then just draft him in like the eighth or ninth round and be like, all right, that's my RB2. If, if the market says James Conner, we hate James Conner, I will take my RB2 and James Conner in round eight or round nine if that's where he falls when people are drafting Dalvin Cook, Mixon in rounds four and five or what have you. That's the way I, I kind of view this tier. There's another guy in this tier in ECR too. Uh, Damian Pierce was at 21. Now, Debro, you've got him ranked as an A 
Uh, Erickson, you've got him ranked as a B, far closer to where the ECR is. So why so high on Damian Pierce when you have a rookie quarterback coming into a Texan situation that is, you know, certainly a tenuous one potentially in terms of what they're going to be offensively? He was RB16 in expected fantasy points last year per game. Mm-hmm. I have him at RB16. This offense cannot look worse than it looked last year with Davis Mills. Like CJ Stroud, I don't think anybody is going to sit here and fight me on this, is a much better quarterback than Davis Mills, hands down. Even if you say CJ Stroud doesn't play, Case Keenum could still play quarterback better than Davis Mills. They have better weapons around him. I think the offensive line takes another step forward because they did have parts or pieces. And as much as Erickson's talked about with San Francisco guys coming over, this team is going to run the damn ball. And I'm not worried about Devin Singletary. Nobody should be worried about Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary hasn't been good in a very, very long time. So I don't think that he's going to steal work away from Damian Pierce, who if you look at everything last year outside of the RB16 ranking and expected fantasy points, he was top 12 in opportunity share, top 12 in abated tackles. Now going into an offense where, again, I think they're going to be run heavy. Yeah, I look at Damian Pierce as a top 20 back. What's the difference right, between let, Damian Pierce and Travis Etienne? Why do you have Etienne in a separate tier from Damian Pierce? Hank is actually good at football, and Devin Singletary is not. Devin, Devin Singletary, Singletary has been able to hold off multiple running backs and hold a starting role on a Bills offense for three years. That doesn't make him good. He's an established player. Tank Bigsby has not taken a single snap, and you're looking at him like, oh, well, he's going to be a major. Tank Bigsby's better than Devin Singletary. He hasn't even played yes. in the NFL yet. Put out a poll. Ask the people. Like, I don't think that's a hot take. Tank Bigsby is a better NFL player than Devin so, Singletary. But, 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 I'm, but I'm not asking you about the running backs behind that. Well, right? you can't even say that, Derek. You could say he will be. You will can be. say he will be a better. Be. That's fine. Will be is fair. You can't say he is because he hasn't played So you're, you're yet. basing Pierce over ETM because of their backups, not because well, of the players themselves. No, I consider and tell you that I think Damian Pierce is just as talented as Travis Etienne. Yeah, but the only difference is one's playing with Trevor Lawrence, the other one's playing with a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, and doesn't have nearly the amount of weapons to make that offense really hum. I I just want to know why you have Pierce in a separate tier above each. Like, I just want to, I don't understand why. Like, why are they separate tiers? Because I'm not worried about his volume, and I am worried about... So that is a that is a good counter. The volume for Damian Pierce, I think, is going to be there, especially because of the rookie quarterback. But again, volume is great. Quality volume is better. Um, I don't know if if ATN gets the quality volume. I think he'll get. <laughs> I think he'll get volume too. I'm worried about ETN. What well, by by like by how much? You don't think ETN's going to get 200 carries? Okay, so if he gets 200 carries, here's okay. Here's the downside case for Travis ETN. Okay. If he doesn't get more pass game work like you're projecting, Erickson, if he gets the same similar target share that he got last year and he loses out on the red zone opportunities to tank Bigsby, where is the ceiling and the floor coming for Travis Etienne? If he is an early down grinder in between the 20s, he doesn't get targets. He doesn't get touchdowns. Tell me where that ceiling comes from, because that can happen because we saw him not get touchdowns. Well, he's banking on it. Bad in the red zone. He's banking on it happening because last year. All I'm saying is that can repeat. His upside comes from the fact that he plays on a high powered offense and that he's explosive. That can not. Two things that Damian Pierce is not. Not explosive. Not on a good offense. Not okay. You're saying Damian Pierce is not explosive? <laughs> All right, let's get this. He doesn't other have players. long wow. speed. He doesn't have long. Let's you, get this. You, some you, other Damian players. Pierce has long speed. Wow. 
Oh, it's Skip Shannon. Very different, which is not that different from Devin wow. Singletary's 40 yard dash. Skip, wow. Skip Shannon. Everybody, everybody. Let, you know, wow. Stephen A. Everybody. Let's let's bring it back here. Let's get back here. Let's get to uh, a couple other players I want to touch on. Real quick. Um, Rashad Penny and Khalil Herbert. These are two of these. You roll the dice on guys. They're in the F tier. I know for you, D bro. Uh, in terms of where you have them, Erickson, they're both in your D tier. If you're looking in the D tier over on Fantasy Pros, the ECR, Swift, Montgomery, Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Brian Robinson, then you get Khalil Herbert, who I just mentioned, James Cook, A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, then you get Rashad Penny and Damian Harris. That closes out the top 36. So that's basically the top 30 guys. So when you're going, uh, you know, in terms of the ECR and your rankings here, Erickson, you're kind of looking, it feels like there's potential for or more potential upside here for Rashad Penny and Khalil Herbert because if you look at the raw numbers of when these guys are healthy and on the field they perform so is that what you're kind of buying in are you drafting those guys yeah I believe in the talents with both players I know that both players are efficient and good when they get opportunities I just don't know I don't know what the roles are going to be like I I don't Mm -hmm. think that anyone really knows you know the Bears is a three-headed backfield between Herbert Foreman and Roshan Johnson don't know who the best running back is don't know how the team is going to favor which guy. And then with Rashad Penny, it's, I think that just looking at the Eagles backfield right now, Rashad Penny is actually the best pure rusher on the team, but it's a matter of, does the team view it that way? And how many games is he actually going to play until he breaks down where, I mean, I could see Penny being like, yeah, you have him for a couple of weeks and he's productive and you start him and then he gets hurt and then you just move on. So that's the way I kind of view these players that I'm probably more bullish right now on Rashad Penny, just because I, I do think that he is a better, like, running back as a rusher than DeAndre Swift is uh, where Herbert, again, he doesn't have any draft capital tied to him at all. They seem to really like Roshan Johnson in more of a three down role. And even last year, as good as Herbert was like the coaching staff still refused to give him a featured role. And they just kept her like, I've got to keep feeding Dave Montgomery. And it's like, maybe the team just doesn't always doesn't view Herbert in a bell cow style. And it's either going to be, it's going to be Herbert plus Roshan or Herbert plus Foreman. Either way, it's going to be Herbert alongside another running back and not Herbert alone in the backfield. All right, we're running out of time here. So I want to talk about one more guy that is on Erickson's list, but not on Debro's, which I think might be sacrilege. It's a guy you've got in your seat here, Erickson, for goodness sake. Uh, And he is the RB38 overall. So he's not on the top 30 in fantasy pros. So in all fairness, but Debro, let's talk about this here. Alexander Madison. It seems like it's not a question of if it's a question of when, Dalvin Cook is somewhere else. So when that happens, where does Madison go? Because I think this is just your conservative rank. Am I correct? Until that news happens, because clearly the social media team in Minnesota is already put logos of Alexander Madison over on Twitter and everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, right now, this is just me being conservative as far as Dalvin Cook is still in this roster. The other part of this and and. I think Alexander Madison's not very good as well, like, I mean. I think that there is a possibility he can get beat out for this starting job. Mm. He, the contract they brought him back on was not fantastic. It's not like they paid him starter money. They paid him backup money. So the other part about this, if you look at Alexander Madison's efficiency, every single season, his yards after contact per attempt has dropped. Every single season in Minnesota, his breakaway percentage has dropped. Every single season, his PFF elusive rating is dropped. Now we're talking like he's got like I'm not telling you the backfield competition is fantastic, but even assuming Dalvin moves on, I don't know if he's a, def- a definitive to hold that job. 
Yeah. Some interesting ADPs uh, I see, too, in the FFPC on some of these names we're talking about. Tony Pollard, RB17, uh, it looks like he's going, or ADP17 overall, pardon me. Uh, not RB17. My apologies. So um, yeah, I know Derek Brown almost had a stroke when I said that. Uh, he is going at ADP of 17. Uh, you have Nick Chubb at 17 also, which is a drink. Brees Hall at 24. Ramondre Stevenson at 25. Some really fascinating RB values. And so these other guys we talked about, Damian Pierce, 55 is the ADP for him. Alexander Madison, if you do think that, like Erickson does, that maybe – you know, Madison takes over. He doesn't have to be great. He just has to be in this offense. Well, he's at 77. So if you want to take advantage of all of these ADPs, again, go over, get the early bird credits, sign up by June 1st, go to fantasypros.com slash championship. Use the promo code fantasypros to get your automatic $25 off your entry. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel too. We've got incredible short form, long form content over here on the YouTube channel. Incredible arguments with my two best friends here, Andrew Erickson, Derek Brown. Again, we could do this all day. Uh, but I imagine the discord will continue to do it there. So join fantasybros.com slash chat to uh, hear us continue to yell at each other all summer long because it's fun. And this is what you're here for. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Debro and Erickson. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.